Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cash That. This is your host, Joe Delera. We're without producer Corey today. He is on the side of the road changing a tire. Something about his sister's tire just absolutely shredding on the parkway. Not really an ideal scene for anybody involved. And, uh, you know, that sucks for producer Corey and for his sister. So best of luck out there. But for today's NBA slate, uh, we're going to be touching or for today's podcast, we're going to be talking about today's NBA slate per usual. And we will also be touching a little bit on the NFL playoffs. So before we get too far into that, though, let's talk about Mojo. So I talked to you guys about this before, and I have become affiliated with Mojo. And essentially what Mojo is, is it's a stock market for your favorite sports players. And you can invest in them, you can buy shares in them, and you can look at them in the long run. So right now it's still just the NFL, but they are actively getting down the algos for the NBA and all of the rest of the major sports. They've also introduced a new liquid market where you can bet on essentially player props. And depending on the way, how they go farther over or under, uh, you can cash more or less on the prop, on the pick. So it's a cool way. It's like an alternate way to do, uh, to do a ladder bet, because if you think a guy's going to go over, but you, and you want to have some exposure on those alternate lines, maybe this is a better market for you because you maybe instead of laying the money on, you know, say it's a, say it's a rushing yards market or a touchdowns market rather than betting like two plus three plus whatever. Every time they go over that again, you would get that payout. So it's kind of an awesome way to get that, even though it might not be as good of odds, it at least gets you some exposure for maybe being like really right on a pick as opposed to having to bet all of the alternates. So it's awesome. If you haven't signed up yet, there's a link in my Twitter bio. Uh, you can sign up there and use promo code Delera. 125 that's d-e-l-l-e-r-a 125 for a $125 bonus with a $25 deposit so once again make sure you sign up it's awesome it's good for you guys it's good for me and uh it's it's a lot of fun like i really like it i'm gonna try to give out some of my favorite especially once they bring out nba i'm gonna try to give out some of my favorite players or spots to invest in um, but with that, we're going to talk about the NFL really quickly. Uh, it was an unfortunate weekend for us as Giants fans with the Eagles winning, but I mean, it was it, it was not unexpected here. Um, I at this point, I really do think that the Eagles are the best team left, and it's going to be tough, I think, for anybody to beat them, especially the 49ers running a rookie quarterback out there. Uh, at least that's as of this point in time, they haven't moved anything onto Jimmy Garoppolo, but. I do think that the Eagles are the play here against the 49ers. You're still getting this line. Uh, it's under three. You're getting a two and a half. I think that that's important. Um, I know that the 49ers and now the Chiefs are becoming a very popular teaser leg, uh, a two-way teaser, but I caution you there just because I think that both the Eagles and the Bengals, honestly, even could have some blowout potential here and could win these games, especially if the moment's just a little bit too big for Brock Purdy and the 49ers. And if Mahomes just is really not healthy, uh, you know, this, this Chiefs team is a team that's always in contention. They obviously want to win, but if Mahomes is really, really ailing, I think that they may, you know, maybe, maybe they pull the plug and they just, you know, they just say like, look, like we're down, you're pretty hurt. This just, it's not the year. We're not going to risk you long-term. So, 
those are two of the things that I would think you should consider. And I would honestly just wait at this point in time before betting on that Bengals Chiefs game. You really got to know what the deal is with Mahomes. I think if Mahomes is healthy, I probably make this just due to the fact that Kansas City's at home. I probably make this like Chiefs minus one and a half as opposed to as opposed to this line right now where we're seeing some Bengals minus two, which is surprising. And it has not been a good trend for road favorites in the conference championship games, but you know, we'll, we'll just have to see how this unfolds. I do think that that's the, that both of these games are going to be very exciting to watch. Uh, And personally, the only bet that I have in right now is the Eagles money line. And I got that at minus minus one twenty five. That's obviously moved from the open. So with that, let's turn to the NBA slate. The first pick that I'm really looking at, and it's a prop pick, and you guys know I love these prop picks. And I want to talk about a couple things in relation to the NBA. But the first pick that I really like is DeMontis Sabonis over 31 and a half points and rebounds. You guys see me. I like, I really like Sabonis. I think Sabonis is an awesome player. Uh, and he, I saw this meme and it was like Sengun, Sabonis, and Jokic and it was like Charmander, Charmeleon and Charizard. And it's just like a perfect, it's a perfect example, except that it's like a very high level Charmeleon if we're talking Sabonis here. So what I think was interesting about this and what I think is interesting about Sabonis is that Sabonis, like his points aren't always there. And I think that's the thing that's most interesting with him. Uh, But in particular matchups, he really comes out. So he has been, extremely good against the Toronto Raptors. And that's part of why I'm targeting this. So when he plays, especially against Siakam, he has been an absolute wagon uh, over the past couple seasons. So let's go back to 20. Let's go back to 2020. Um, He had, we'll, we'll go with the oldest first. 15, 11, 10, triple double, 19, 16, double double, 14, 11, double double, 23, 18, double double, 21, 20, double double. Uh, and the 21, 20 was a 21, 20, and seven performance this season on December 14th of 2022. So I, I really like the spot for him. And the 31 and a half, I think, is low in part because he went under this line against the Grizzlies last game, which I tweeted out. It was a bad spot for him, regardless of the fact I thought it was bad because of Steven Adams, and then Steven Adams wound up sitting. But then it also wasn't good for him because his numbers against Jaron Jackson Jr. also aren't good. Um, but we hit on the under PRA of 41 and a half. So now I'm going to ditch the assists because he actually doesn't really assist that much against Siakam over the course of his career, even though he's got seven in the one matchup this season, the upside there isn't significant enough for me to lay that in a PRA. uh, And I'd rather target the points and rebounds. And I might even do a little bit of a rebounds ladder uh, on the side. So, this is a good spot. The Raptors don't really run another true big, which is important. Additionally, the Raptors, they can get sped up by the Kings in the spot. And when we look back and we look back at their matchup previously, Sabonis played heavy, heavy minutes. He played 40 minutes and the game total was 147 points or 247 points that's a huge huge number uh the final score was kings 124 to raptors 123 and 
that is a significant departure even from you know th- that would be 10 points over this current total of two, 238 and a half. It's a really high total game. I think there's this game is going to be played with some pace. And I think that Sabonis is going to really be able to get after this number. He's going to be able to score. He's going to be able to grab some buck or grab some rebounds. And I love this prop for Sabonis to go over uh over 31 and a half points and rebounds. One of the other games that I'm really interested to see is actually the Nets are heading to Philly to take on the 76ers. And this is very interesting. It's an ESPN game. It's a nationally televised game. Uh, the spread is somewhere between Nets plus six and a half or five plus five and a half. And the total sits at 226 and a half. Um, it's interesting for a number of reasons. One of those reasons is the fact that Ben Simmons is obviously going to be heading back to Philadelphia. Um, and that is going to be quite the, I'm, I'm wondering how the crowd's going to be. I'm wondering how that situation is going to be. And I think it's going to be a very emotional game for both sides. Simmons recently played in Philly on November 20, 22nd. Um, and in that game, he played pretty well, honestly, uh, even though the Nets lost 115 to 106, he played pretty well. He recorded 11 points, seven rebounds, and 11 assists with three steals and three blocks. Um, He only took seven shots, but I'm curious to see because over the past, you know, couple, couple games, he's really kind of come into himself. He's come into, you know, a little bit more of a rhythm here. He's dishing the ball very well. Um, I'm curious to see what kind of presence he puts out there in front of this Philadelphia crowd that I'm sure is going to be not the friendliest towards him. But when we look at this game from like a nuts and bolts perspective, it's hard to get away from Philly. Although these two teams are basically neck and neck in terms of adjusted net rating over the course of the season, obviously the nets are without Kevin Durant, whereas Philly is kind of getting healthier now. And it's one of those spots like the five and a half, I think is really, really uncomfortable but I think that Philly is just flat out better right now. Uh, they're playing much better basketball. And like I said, they're healthy. So that that can honestly make all of the difference in this spot. And it's a, But it's a very important divisional game. Uh, the Sixers have a one-game lead in the loss column over the, over the Brooklyn Nets. Um, but Philly is 8-2 and two over their last 10 games. They're basically playing just a step behind Boston and they're really chasing them for the one seed. So I know I've talked about them. I've talked about betting them to win the division. I've talked about betting them to win uh, the conference to be the number one seed. These are all still viable bets. And I think that right now, if you can still get a good number on Philly, this might be a time to bite before this game uh, as a way to kind of maximize the value of this spot rather than trying to pick on the spread. Uh, that's kind of a pretty sharp number at the five and a half, six and a half spot. Uh, so that's that's one of the spots that I'm really looking at and one of the games that I'm really interested to see and I'm very interested to watch. The other game that I'm really curious to watch is the Nuggets versus the Milwaukee Bucks. This game is particularly interesting to me because the Bucks obviously are finally healthy. Uh, they got Middleton back, they have Giannis back, they have Drew, um, and they should be in a position to really contend and to play well uh, from this point moving forward. The Nuggets are on a road back-to-back, so 
They're currently playing while we're recording this right now. They're up on the Pelicans 44 to 30 um, in the second quarter. I'm curious to see whether or not they play Jokic. And obviously that is going to hinge this entire game, in my opinion. Like you can't bet on Denver pre-flop before knowing whether or not he's going to play. He's worth way too many points at the spread. He's got to be worth, in my opinion, I think he's worth five points at the spread. Um, I think he's one of the few that actually is. He's an all, all-time, all-NBA like player right now. Um, and he's really playing at a level that we haven't seen from anybody in a very long time. Uh, it's tough to get away from him. So when we look at this, Milwaukee should improve moving forward, uh, you would think, having Middleton back. But this Denver team is really, really good. And I think this is one of those, in my opinion, it's maybe a potential finals matchup, but I think it's more likely, honestly, that Denver makes the finals than Milwaukee at this point. Um, But we need to see what Milwaukee looks like fully put together. So I'm very interested to see this. Uh, Denver is the number four team in adjusted net rating with the number three adjusted offensive rating, whereas Milwaukee is 11th in adjusted net, but their defense is what's carrying them. They have the third best adjusted defense compared to their 23rd ranked adjusted offensive rating. So they are leaving a lot to be desired on the offensive end. And a lot of that offense is going to take a little bit of time to gel. I know we saw them beat up on the Pistons, but... I think maybe coming off of that game, the back-to-back for Denver, maybe we're getting a little bit of a buy low on Denver in this spot or a sell high on Milwaukee, depending on how you want to frame it. So there's going to obviously plenty of good games to watch on today's NBA slate. I'm going to be firing stuff out probably in the app. Um, I'm sure I'll have a best bet in. Uh, and I'm, I do have a game guide to write. So I'm not going to get too far into the weeds with this. But... One of the things that's been going on around gambling Twitter right now is this $10 to $10,000 challenge. And I've been debating whether or not I should do it, but I really struggle with not only like the overlay of the money like that many times, but it's really just not good expected value. Um, When you're doing it, you have to hit 10 bets in a row. So like, let's say you're betting things that are plus 100. Um, Those are obviously binary results right so i'm saying that they're binary results because it's like either it it hits or it doesn't hit but it's a little bit more complex than that obviously because you're handicapping it you have like a little bit of an edge like you can attribute that however you want um but let's just look at it from like a numbers perspective right uh at plus 100 it's 50 50 on each side that it should hit that's what the implied odds are saying if in order to hit 10 binary results in a row. And that's, that's, let's call these are straight bets. So I'm not even saying like these builder parlays or anything, because those have generally negative expected value because the hit rates don't usually correlate with the odds that are like laced and interlaced with them. So you're usually getting negative EV and paying a ton of juice for things for like two events that are non-correlated to happen and you're getting like a bad number. Um, But in order for 10 things to happen consecutively, uh, so like let's say it was a coin flip, 10 heads in a row would be 2024 to one or plus 202,400 in American odds with an implied probability of 0.49%. 
So that's not great. And then the other problem is that when you really think about this, if you're doing a $10 to $10,000 challenge, like, well, like this isn't like a unit shaming thing. This is like a responsible betting thing, right? So if you're betting, if your normal unit is $10, I understand like wanting to like roll it over and roll it over and roll it over to get to $10,000. Cause that's awesome. That'd be amazing. The problem is that like, once you start getting to even say a hundred dollars or you'd get to it on your fifth bet, you would be betting $160 to win 320. You are 16, you're betting 16 units on a single play. And then like, so on and so forth. So like when you actually get to the $5,120 mark to get to the 10,000, you're betting 502 or earn 12 units on a play. That's like, that's crazy. Like it's not good bankroll management and it's not really responsible gambling. And like, I understand that this is the, that's like the point of the challenge here, but you're much, it, it, you're essentially doing a 10 leg open parlay to get to this challenge. And I think that's the way you really need to look at it and think about the fact that like these this these just aren't really responsible and they're not correlated. It's a 10-way non-correlated parlay that's just like not really great for your bankroll. So maybe I'll do something just so that you know I can be part of it on gambling Twitter. But like it, I struggle to wrap my head around it. I don't really like the concept of it because I think that you're like encouraging bad like irresponsible gambling. Um I think that if you want to try something like this, maybe start at your traditional unit and, you know, do it that way. Uh, because you should, the other thing is too, you're wasting, in my opinion, your first, like for me, I do hundred dollar units for the NBA. The first four picks are essentially me betting less than a unit on these plays. So I'm adding in risk just for the sake of this challenge. And like, adding multiple legs to this parlay just to say that I'm doing this challenge. So like, I think you need, if you can craft it for yourself, that's great. Um, but that, that's kind of what my thoughts are on it anyway. So just, you know, continue to bet responsibly, think about it and like really understand the math behind it because that's really what betting is. And that's how you can at least try to even out the edge that the books have in like all of their personnel, all their, all their algorithms, all their models. Uh, and if you can use math to your advantage and try to break it down, that's your edge. That's your way to kind of even the playing field. Um, so it's not fun or it's not necessarily the most fun, but that's that's my advice specifically for it. Um, and with that, I'm going to take us to pods and recs quickly. And what I recommend this week is I'm going to recommend, honestly, everything is going to be about my new diet that I've been trying to do. And I've been buying cauliflower rice at Costco. They have the, they have frozen cauliflower rice in these bags. And it's actually a really good deal. Um, cause you're getting like five bags for, I think it was about $8. And if you go to the store now, they jacked up the price of cauliflower flour rice. And like one of the little bags, the frozen bags is like three fifty. So you're getting a pretty good deal. You're getting bang for your buck. It's plus EV and cauliflower rice, just in general. I think it's pretty good. I think it works really good as a filler or like as a mixer. Um, 
And you're really able to get some bang for your buck in terms of volume to calorie ratio. So it's great for cutting. It's great for diets. And I would recommend cauliflower rice in that regard. Um, additionally, I would recommend oatmeal. I love oatmeal. Uh, personally, I like the maple and brown sugar oatmeal. I think it's kind of one of those things that I've been eating now in the morning and I've been staying full longer. Uh, it's, you know, it's, I like to add a little bit of fruit, I add a little bit of dehydrated peanut butter to it. And, you know, you get, you get all that peanut butter taste, but you obviously get less calories than using like chunky peanut butter. Like I'm a chunky guy. Like, I like chunky peanut butter. Um, and, or like adding a nut butter. And then like, I try to add a little bit of fruit to it. So it's a satisfying breakfast. It's a fulfilling breakfast. And it's something that gets me locked in and loaded to give you guys those locks. So with that, wake up, have your oatmeal, eat your cauliflower rice, and let's cash that. Mm -hmm.